Okay, hi everybody, and welcome to another episode of On Purpose. Uh, I am Dr. John Duffy, and helping me uh, blow the dust off of our recording studio is your <laughs> favorite Chicago Tribune columnist, Heidi Stevens. Heidi, good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. How you been? Good. It's dusty in here. It is a mess. <laughs> I didn't and know by here, I should be clear. Uh, here. <laughs> I'm in my basement, and you're also. I'm in my office. So, yep. Okay. So we're, yeah, we're we're miles apart. Yeah, the recording <laughs> studio is metaphorical. I barely remember the recording studio. I think I picture it smaller than it was. I think we dreamed it. I don't think we ever <laughs> actually. <laughs> Recorded in a studio. I mean, that sounds like a dream I had once. Uh, yeah, that might you might be right about that. I don't know that we've ever met in person. No, no, I've, no. I don't. I don't. Really I've know seen what a you picture. Look like. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have a memory of a poster where your head is quiet. <laughs> well, is if you ever you want, like? if you want to take that off the wall anytime and you know reframe it, <laughs> you can feel free to do that. Okay, I'll bring it over to Michael's. I think they have a deal on frames usually. Well, uh, I, I thought you'd go for something a little more upscale. I'm going to be honest, but <laughs> Joanne Fabric. Oh <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, well, how are things? So we we actually spent like things are good. Things are. Um, I, I feel optimistic. Uh, probably for the first time in, since we left the studio, if we were ever in one, I feel like okay. I can see, as the pandemic goes, I suppose, if nothing else, I can see that there is an end to the worst part of it, you know, um, and I'm excited about that. I just hope we don't. My fear as I walked to work yesterday, kind of teary, I will admit to you, because there were kids at the grammar school for the first time in a year mm. playing at recess. Yeah. Aww. But they're not masked. They're, but it was really like so, I, I hadn't seen that in so long. And it was really kind of awesome to see these kids just, you know, having a good time and being kids. And yet, honestly, you know, just I think we all have that kind of the, the those of us who have been conscientious about this have that kind of moment of panic. Like it's almost like the nightmare where you're like, why aren't you people wearing masks? You know, like I kind of had this. I'm surprised to like, hear you say they weren't actually. Yeah, they weren't. They huh. weren't. Um, yeah. No, uh, all all unmasked um, littles. Yeah. Interesting. It, I know, right? Yeah, we did a big. So Monday uh, of this week was the first day that kids at my son's school um, could go back to hybrid learning if they wanted to. You could opt in. We did not uh -huh. opt in, but um, several of his friends did, and so a bunch of the parents and I arranged for after school Monday to be um, a big play date in a park um, so that the kids who returned and the kids who didn't return could sort of celebrate the return together. Right. Um, That's awesome. Yeah. And the parents could hang out and like swap notes, like how did it go? And, you know, are you yeah. glad you opted in? Are you glad you didn't opt in all that stuff? Yeah. Um, and uh, I'm telling you, I walked onto that, playground um they weren't really doing playground equipment because they you know these are like sixth and seventh graders so they were more right. like running and throwing a football and stuff like that but yep. um I, I mean i i definitely started to cry i saw these kids running around having fun throwing a ball giggling that they, they were all wearing masks because that's just a crowd that masks up but um, yep. 
it was really emotional to see these kids together again and running and having fun and, and to see the other moms too, who I adore and don't get to see enough. And, um, you know, there, there are, I feel like going to be more and more of those moments, um, you know, over the next few weeks and months, especially as people get vaccinated and, and the weather gets nicer. And so that feels super hopeful. Yeah, I totally agree. And I, I can imagine this being, you know, your child, like to see, just to see him out there playing. That's kind of with, with a bunch of other kids and free and easy. And it's been right. so long just to have him running. And, you know, like, I, I can imagine that that was emotional. And we do forget, like, um, I hear from a lot of parents that, you know, like when, when they miss, when their child misses a season or a play or whatever, whatever their like extracurricular thing is, a lot of parents talk about how they miss parents like the other totally. parents who are like in that culture yep. and man like i think back to like when george was a uh, a swimmer and a water polo player and we used to we are still very good friends with most of the parents on those teams and yeah. you know like that um and i've talked to parents whose kids are like sophomores in high school and they haven't had a season yet you know there hasn't yep. been, um in, in all that time they're almost halfway through and that there's something kind of heartbreaking about that yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I know. I, I parked in a no parking zone. Well, not a no parking zone, but a parking area where you're supposed to have a permit, which I didn't have. And I was saying to the other parents, like, I, if I get a $75 ticket like this, I would have paid a $75 entry fee for, for this <laughs> opportunity <laughs> to stand around and talk to you people and watch my son running around laughing with your kids. Like I, you know, I'll pay, I'd pay $10,000 for this right now. Um, it just was so joyful and something that would have happened on any given Monday or Wednesday or Saturday a couple of years ago, but this week felt like almost magic, you know? Oh yeah. I can imagine like that, that, um, groundswell of gratitude you wouldn't ordinarily have, right. You know, yeah. like, just because it's so novel now for, for that kind of thing to happen. And I'm so like, uh, I'm picturing these seventh, sixth, seventh, eighth grade kids, um, how it must just be like, so liberating to be out there with their friends. Did it seem like they, I'm, I'm hearing from some kids that they're having a hard time connecting with people they knew really well a year ago. They just don't remember how to do it, how to talk, how to play, how to, how to do the things that they were used to doing. Did you see any of that? Or did you feel like, no, they just fell right back into it? it that's a really good question. And I'm, I want to talk about that a little bit. Um, mm -hmm. the, a couple of the moms and I were saying, you know, like, I think, you know, so-and-so has forgotten how to have a friendship or, so, you know, what yeah. a kid would sort of linger off on his own a little bit, or, you know, there's a couple of people brought their pets. So some people, some of the kids were like, I'm going to just be with a puppy instead of <laughs> humans for a while, you know, little stuff like that, which could have, you know, to be honest, happened, you know, pre pandemic Anytime. too. You don't really know, mm -hmm. but, um, of course we're all like looking for signs that, you know, our kids are struggling at something or need a little help with something. So we're talking yeah. about it for sure. But, um, I worry about that. I mean, I worry about, um, you know, sort of, um, the crumbling of, you know, manners or ability mm -hmm. to read social cues or make eye contact or some of the things that you just aren't really working on some of the spontaneity or, you know, things that are harder to practice at when, 
so much of life happens over computer. And, and honestly, that would be a good uh, reason to send my kids back into school buildings um, if I was making a list of pros and cons. Um, right. However, the way my son's school, my, my daughter's school is not even offering in-person learning quite yet because the CPS high schools aren't, but um, right. the middle schools are. And um, and the way his school has it set up, and, and I 100% support and respect the setup, it just wasn't going to work for us. Um, you At lunch, you sit alone and you can't talk. Um, it's mm-hmm. a silent, silent lunch. Um, a few of his teachers got... COVID accommodations, which I a thousand percent support, but they're not going to be in the building anyway. So he'd be e-learning in a school in building, building with his yeah, yeah. teachers, not physically there. <laughs> so it just, it just didn't feel worth the risk to us personally. That is absolutely not a judgment on any, anyone who chose differently, but I'm just saying some of the stuff that I thought like, Oh man, I, is he going to forget how to like look his teacher in the eye and answer a question? sending him back into the building wasn't going to fix that because his teacher would still not be in the building. Um, But I worry about that. And I worry about, you know, I were talking about this a little earlier and I'm like gravitating to all the articles I'm finding about it. I'm worried about how um, completely blase he's become about doing his homework. Yeah. Um, Doesn't care really at all about what kind of grades he gets. Um, Now, I have a kid on the other end of that spectrum who, you know, is in an absolute panic if she gets a 97 instead of a hundred. Um, so I, I don't in my mind have this idea that like obsession with grades is healthy. I, I see it being pretty torturous a lot of times for my daughter, but, um, you know, I also don't want us to just totally let go of the idea of, you know, um, needing to master the topic in front of you and, and do what your teacher asks you to do. And, and so I guess I'm, I'm tied up in a whole bunch of knots about what this past year has done to our kids and what, how quickly, if ever, um, they're going to bounce back and do they need to bounce back to the old way? Or is there some way that combines how we used to do it with, what we did for last year that prepares them for the future that they're going to have, you know, which isn't necessarily the one we pictured, but um, right. it is what it is. So I don't know. I'm eager to get your thoughts on all that. Cause you, you're probably hearing from both parents and kids, right. In your practice. Yeah. And I, and I think you and I are probably tied up in similar knots about this. I, uh, um, there, there are a couple of uh, school districts who've, reached out to me to like talk to the school board um, most of the time. So three of the four instances, it's like, we got to get our kids back in school. Don't you agree? Like Dr. Duffy, we need to, we need to uh, get our kids educated. They're falling behind. And um, there's one district where um, a mom who was on the school board contacted me and said, we reasonably should just keep the kids away from school because it doesn't feel ordinary or, um, uh, the same. It feels weird for them to be there anyway. They're, they're e-learning when they're in school half the time. There's, they're six feet apart. They're eating alone, like you're saying. Mm. And I'm kind of like, and as both these groups are kind of like talking, I'm kind of like, 
Yes, absolutely. You're absolutely 100% right. right. <laughs> and, yet, <laughs> and yet you are diametrically opposed to one another. Right. Know, like, um, <laughs> so I, I do hear, I, I do hear a lot, you know, most parents, I think, are anxious about getting their kids back in school for fear that they are going to fall behind academically and kind of, um, looking forward, you know, like, what will they be exposed to all the material on the ACT before they take it, for example, mm -hmm. or, you know, like, will there be enough stuff on the resume, um, to get them into U of I or, you know, whatever school, you know, like, um, so there's, there's a lot of anxiety on, on that end. Right. You know, um, and, uh, my biggest concern though, is the concern I hear from kids, which is, um, about how things are for them socially. And, you know, this, this lack of social practice that you're describing. And, um, so it, that, that decorum, the ability to look a teacher in the eye and talk to them and reach out when you need help. And also just hanging around, talking to peers and friends in a really mm -hmm. casual way. And kids feel like really are expressing that they, from pretty young ages that they, are missing out on that. And if I have yeah. a concern, if I have some degree of urgency about getting them back, it it's not, you know, the more I'm hearing from people who are far more, far better versed in the academic elements of this, would I'm hearing more and more that that's going to level out like that over time, that's going to be fine. You know, if we can get our kids back to school at a reasonable time, and that would be even the fall, um, they're going to be fine and they're picking up bits and pieces here and there. They're not completely missing out, but mm -hmm. they are, they are lethargic. Like, you know, your, your son is way more the rule than your daughter, right? Like I think real type a kids are still like, kind of like bright eyed and in, you know, uh, with their camera on and they're mm -hmm. in class. Right. Mm -hmm. But most kids recognize I can turn this camera off. I can lay down in my bed. I can look right. at a game on my phone. You know? <laughs> oh my God. You're making me feel so much better. <laughs> oh, this is the, uh, this is the norm so much so that I've asked kids, um, <laughs> I can't, uh, for, for their own, um, uh, anonymity, I will not send anybody any of these photos, but I have so many pictures of kids. I said, I would say, send me a picture of you in class and literally like every kid's on their bed and yeah. there are three screens in front of them. And the, the one that's off is the one that is I recently, uh, last week I asked a kid to send me a picture of just the class. Like, you know, oh. so you can take, you can just, uh, so from your phone, you take a picture of your computer and there were probably, I don't know, 25, maybe 30, blocks and there were two kids who were there were two faces <laughs> was on one it. of them my daughter i think she's actually in fact all of them on every single shot i had your daughter was in there yeah i'm not surprised she's <laughs> hacking into other schools to <laughs> just to go to extra school uh yeah that's that tracks okay so mm -hmm. i need you to validate me right now um yeah. or set me straight um, my approach has been, and I, you'll be shocked to hear, and I don't take, I don't take this approach in a linear fashion. In other words, I take this approach and then I have days where I panic and I'm filled with shame and regret and have decided I'm doing it all wrong. And then I try mm -hmm. to change course. Um, 
which also doesn't work. But my main approach has been the most important thing for us to emerge from this pandemic with is a close, open, honest relationship with each other that goes for me and my daughter, me and my son, me and my husband, whatever. Um, I just don't want this to chip away at our foundation and our relationship and our ability to come to each other with hard stuff, funny stuff, inside jokes, whatever. So I am letting a lot of stuff go, like grades, missing assignments, um, camera off during class, um, dirty room, like a lot of stuff where it's like, I think... 40% of the voice in my head goes, you got to get on him about that. Like, these are bad habits. They're going to haunt him. And then 60% of me goes, nope, nope. He has no teens right now. He has no ability to see friends right now. He has lost so much. You're going to just take the dishes out of his room for him. And you're going to take him downstairs and put him in the sink for him. And you're not going to say anything about the missing vocab squares because his life kind of sucks right now. Um, it's a 40, 60 battle most of the time. Um, but I, I will say I almost always go with the, like, um, just give him a pass, just protect the relationship right now. Um, and I, I don't, I'm not saying that in a way that's like, I have this figured out. I, I have a lot of like inner turmoil about that. And, and, and the only comfort I get from reading all these articles about, you know, how common it is for kids to be not doing their homework or turning their cameras off or whatever, the only comfort I take is that I'm not alone in it. I don't mm-hmm. read those and go like, oh, okay, I'm doing the right thing. I read those and go like, okay, a whole bunch of us are in this right. boat and trying to figure out what to do about it right now. Yeah, I, I think this is... Um this is a completely imperfect situation, right? And in most every way. And um, my strong bias is to err in the direction that you're erring in. Like, you know, preserve and um, and protect your relationships and the family. You know, take advantage of this weird time to, you know, really bolster your relationships because what a unique, you know, the, the, a pandemic is the most god awful thing. It has been a pretty wretched year on the whole, but a lot of people are telling me like they've really enjoyed their time with their families. And you know, and you think about like the bank accounts that we have with one another, and you know that that we're if we're if we're depositing in there, um, and you know, and we're closer with our kids, and they know they've got like you know this soft place to fall, and they know that they can make it through a difficult time, and it doesn't have to be perfect. I'm all for that. It's kind of funny. I um, I recently had to do a talk to a group. So I'm doing I, a year ago. I was um, you you were kind enough to help me um, with part of my book tour thing when when I wrote this book a year and a half ago. Um, and you and I um, did did a, an event together, which was my favorite thing and so awesome. But <laughs> what I was talking about and also then, home of the giant. John's head poster. Anyway, that's an aside. And then she's like, I'm going to get bobbleheads made also for anybody interested in merch. Please tell me where to pre order. (laughs) Um, But what what I was talking about then, I kind of laugh at myself 
for you know the the the, the boundaries and the pressure I was encouraging parents to put on their children. <laughs> and, you know, and I think about what I say now, what I said at this most recent talk was effectively to parent like you are, you know, exactly the way you are that, you know, like we, we cannot stay on top of this. Um, and our kids are exhausted and they're not, there is no template for this. It's important to, it's important to let a lot of things slide because even educators aren't sure exactly what to do here. So they're, Sometimes they're piling on. There's a ton of work in some class. Sometimes there's no work at all. And, um, and, and so I think we're all kind of inventing the wheel as we go. But uh, when I think broadly about like, what are we trying to do as parents? I always think of competence and resilience. And just, I think, I think just making it through the day is resilience. Like, yeah. I think it's really hard. If you think like most of our kids are, up in their rooms, the vast majority of the time, they are looking at screens all the time. And a year ago, I was saying like anything more than two hours a day can be really dangerous for your child. <laughs> and I'm yeah. like, well, they're <laughs> in school for six, so. Right. And they haven't had friend time yet. So you got right. no friends. <laughs> they're not moving. They're right. you know, laying down. Everything I want them to be doing, they, they can't do, literally. Yeah. Like, yeah. And so you know, we need to give them some passes because otherwise the stress is just going to, they're, I, um, I, I, I keep saying that we're all idling on high even now. Like, I think there's still this overriding anxiety. We all feel that we're still in this thing. It's still happening. It still worries us. Right. And it, and it drives our lives. It still drives our lives. You know, every single day, we make choices based on the fact that there's a pandemic going on and, um, and that's stressful, you know? So I think we have to be easy on our kids and we have to be easy on ourselves. And I think we give up a whole bunch of stuff a pass. Like I, with my client kids, I I do not care if they get a whole bunch of homework done. If they get something done, Mm -hmm. I'm like, that's a victory, man. Like that, if they do 20 minutes or a half an hour when they would normally do two hours or three, I, I, I'm kind of like, Okay, that's something we're 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 somewhere, and we can pick up the pieces on the back end. But you know, okay. like right now, we're we got to make it through this, you know. And we're still, to my thinking, making it through it. And I like the idea of a family that is not just sitting in crisis because you know there's missing homework assignments. Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, and. And then sometimes you see, you know, think pieces that are critical of schools even doing grades right now or even going ahead mm-hmm. with standardized tests right now. And and we've talked a little bit about how colleges are going to have to tweak their entire missions, really, um, in the wake of this pandemic and to make themselves even feel appealing to a lot of people who previously would have just gone to college because you're supposed to go to college. Um, is that yes. a, a selling point that's going to work anymore <laughs> when a whole bunch more people are broke and a whole lot fewer companies are hiring and, you know, all, all of that. Um, yeah. So, you know, I, I'm trying to also give my son and myself some grace and think that like, it's not as though, you know, the 
authorities, whoever the authorities might be, your kid's teacher or, you know, the Illinois Board of Ed or whatever, um, (laughs) have this figured out to a degree where you have to decide like, okay, am I going to, you know, follow the rules or not follow the rules? Like the rules might not actually, when we look back on them, have made much sense. You know, I mean, maybe when we look back, it will be clear that like, oh my God, I can't believe kids actually got graded during that pandemic, you know, like you, I sometimes picture myself reading about like polio and, and coming across like some paragraph where it's like, oh my God, they gave kids Fs. Like it was fucking polio. Like (laughs) I, that's, that's what I'm picturing happening. Like, you know, a few decades from now, when you read about this time, like, or or kicking myself, like, oh my God. And I was like, I know about his dishes, you know, (laughs) (laughs) because you can't write, you can't have the benefit of hindsight until something's behind you. But I'm trying to, before something's behind me while I'm living through it, keep like some perspective. And it, it does usually feel right to err on the side of just like, making sure you guys are staying on the same team um, yeah. versus, you know, um, dividing against each other and, and turning everything into a fight um, when everything is just already so hard. And, you know, my kids I, like watched me get really sick and, yeah. you know, watched us get furloughed over the summer and what, you know, have grandparents that were worried about living through the, you know, like it's, there's been, in addition to just the weirdness of it all and the Google classroom of it all, there's been some scary stuff. And so, um, and that's the case with many, many, many families, maybe even most families. Um, so I think, um, I think probably when we look back on this, we're going to be, you know, um, feeling like the the lessons that we learned um and the stuff that we prioritized or should have prioritized is more around like mental health and feeling like you have a safe place to land and and all of that more so than like you know did you master algebra in sixth grade or did you have to you know spend part of seventh grade figuring it out too (laughs) right right and and i actually totally agree with that and um and i think the lessons the kids learn like i'm thinking about just what you described in your house right your kids saw you get sick and recover and spend some time with them while you were sick in a safe way and um and the furloughs and you know so kids kids are learning so much this year it might not be algebra you know but but it's a lot about how to live life. And, um, you know, I will say you, you just, you just highlighted kind of the, what, what I think is the most important lesson and that, that I hope shapes this year and maybe next year and, uh, and years to come is that, you know, like tending to your emotional well being is, um, is a big part of, living a successful, happy, healthy life. And I think more kids are aware of that now and are talking about that now and are talking to therapists about that now than, than ever before. And, um, you know, if algebra fell away, you know, for a year in in favor of that, Mm -hmm. I'll take that any day, you know? Um, uh, and, uh, you know, what, uh, there, there are a few kids I work with 
Um, you know, I, I, I've told a, a couple of kids I've been asked to like address school boards and um, it would be so interesting for, um, you know, a panel of you know kids uh, uh, to talk about what they think ought to happen school wise. Of course, most would say like, well, abolish grades and make it easier on us, you know, like, but, yeah. <laughs> but there's something to that too, right? You know, um, you know, just make sure we learn the material and update, you know, maybe the curriculum. So it's mildly interesting to us. Right. And, um, and, <laughs> and let us help. That's so much what to ask. Classic is. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. And, and like, you know, it wouldn't be the worst thing if, uh, just like there's a health class in high school, if there were some something about mental health, other than mm. just like, you know, a psychology class like this is this was Freud's hang up. Let's talk about that for a while. But we right. talk about like in practice, what do we do um, if we're feeling down, you know, for right. sad you, before we started recording, we were talking about like um, pandemic notwithstanding every year the suicide rate and the attempted suicide rate among young people, among people across all ages, but young people in particular is going up, right? And right, the right. number of kids in therapy is going up. And so yeah. why not make that part of what they learn is just to tend to their wellness as much as they would if they were sick, you know? Um, yeah. So we're, we're I'm, I'm meandering a little bit, but, um, but you know, like that, that's what I'm hoping is kind of the fallout, part of the fallout, I suppose, of all this. Um, but, you know, algebra, <laughs> you know, and I, I know we're picking on algebra and it's probably not fair. <laughs> but, <laughs> algebra is but, very but useful. That, <laughs> it, it, it's totally useful. I use it, you know, I solve for X every time, chance I get. <laughs> Same. So, yeah. I'm usually a target, but yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I think I, I think that's what you know. I would like to see as as primary takeaways from, from the whole thing is you know like we'll we'll take care of ourselves, we'll take care of each other. You know that 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 whole idea is is way more important. And I feel like the curricular stuff um, that will even out and level off. And I, I, I maybe I'm naive, but the more I hear and read about it, the less I'm concerned. Yeah. Well, I, I'm really glad you brought up, um, the idea of schools emphasizing mental health and, and maybe even offering some more resources around mental health. Cause I do think that is a common, um, narrative we're, we're seeing in, in this past year of coverage there, you know, often stories about teenage suicide, um, within the story, there is, a mention or even a, or someone making a direct link to COVID and school closures and mm -hmm. team cancellations. And there was a really sad story the other day out of Northbrook about, you know, a, a young man who died by suicide and his dad said, this won't be listed as a COVID death, but it is a COVID death. And, mm -hmm. and we're seeing a lot of those conversations. And I think, um, you know, I, th I think there's a temptation to, to, to link a suicide to one thing that went wrong. And I think that's probably not a, a accurate usually. Um, I, I, right. I, I don't think suicide is usually the result of one thing that went wrong or, um, sort of one thing that got taken away. Um, 
But um, there's certainly a suicide epidemic, as you mentioned. And and if we are going to talk about, um, you know, the um, role of school in a kid's mental health, um, then let's talk about the role of a kid's school in their mental health once they're back in school, too. Right. I mean, then let's Agreed. talk about how many counselors we have per student. And let's talk about, you know, whether any part of their curriculum you know, um, incorporates social emotional learning. And, and let's talk about all of those things because it shouldn't just be like, oh, they're back in school. Cool. Now their mental health is fine. Well, it w- I mean, statistically, it, it, that doesn't bear out. Um, mm. So I, I just don't, I just think it's sort of, it, it will be disingenuous if we wrote these articles and read these articles and, and had these conversations about how taking school away really messed with kids' mental health if we don't follow that up with, okay, now that they're back in school, what are we doing at school about their mental health? I am um, I'm, I'm this close to a standing ovation. Like I, that, that's exactly what I was trying to say, but I think never really got to is that's exactly what I, what I would hope to see is that we um, tend to kids mental health and teach them to tend to their own going forward and, yeah. and, and recognize just how crucial a part of life that is. And, you know, no matter how successful they are in a, in a field of study, if they are depressed or anxious or yeah. they can't pay attention or they're feeling, uh, they're, they're experiencing suicidal ideation, is that really success? You know, um, really, I think we want more for our kids. I think we want them to feel okay about mm-hmm. themselves, about the world, about the future, and to consider that. And kids do consider it now, you know, like mm-hmm. a generation ago, I think we considered it less, but now kids think about this stuff. And so to not address it would be, it almost feels uh, um, foolish and reckless to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. I agree. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, so I think we solved that. Yeah, you know, for again, sure. Like you know, and we just don't in do time, very really. Often. Yeah, <laughs> because we're right. I think we're on the eve of the anniversary of COVID. Uh, you know, uh, turning our lives upside down. That's true. So I, I, I suspect a lot of fanfare around this episode. Um, yeah, <laughs> maybe a parade or something. I don't even know. <laughs> uh, all four of our listeners are going to come outside at once. <laughs> we expect to see you guys. By the way, Confetti. masked as well. <laughs> right. Ticker tape. Is ticker tape? What's a ticker tape parade? Is ticker tape like? Is that a physical thing like confetti? Well, yeah. I think I think ticker tape. I'm going to get this wrong, but here's, here's in my mind. <laughs> I won't know. <laughs> let's, I'm not going to correct. All right. So let's, let's create history. Here. Okay. Um, I picture ticker tape being like, um, you know, uh, on the floor of like a stock exchange, right? You, you get the, right. the, the, isn't the ticker the thing, right? So you get, um, and you just collect all that crap. Have you ever been on the floor of the Chicago exchange when there was no. one? No. So it was crazy. Like there was all this all this paper, like covering it every single day. And cause I was there one day. <laughs> so <laughs> at least one day, one day for sure in the eighties, it was covered in paper. And nice. I think that's what they used to like, to litter the streets, uh, in celebration of the okay. end of the war or whatever. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> or a podcast. 
<laughs> Got it. Okay. So back when wonder... FDR did his podcast, right? right. <laughs> the the four term podcast, <laughs> the fireside chat podcast. Um, what a great idea! So, <laughs> so we're not sure you can still get your hands on ticker tape. On ticker tape, for, no, but, but whatever you can get, you know, like yeah. I'm sure you guys, you guys are creative. And you brought up like Michael's, a couple other craft stores. I'm sure that they've got, you know, dumpsters full of stuff we could use. Totally. I agree. (laughs) So I could shred all the homework that my son's not doing. (laughs) That's perfect. (laughs) And hand it out to our four listeners. And Um, I'll make sure that the kids I'm working with do the same. That should do it. (laughs) All the incomplete homework assignments and all the paperwork affiliated with those. We are full of solutions today. <laughs> Seriously, I think that's so it. proud of us. <laughs> <laughs> okay, folks, this is this is on purpose. We'll talk to you next time. All right, Bye, thanks for joining us. Bye-bye.